And we are live. Hi, Fabrizia. Hi, Hugo. Hi, how are you doing? I'm okay. Okay. Good weekend. Good. Packing. Packing. You're about to leave? Going back home. I hear you're in the UK right now. Yes. Yeah, good. You're I'm dividing your time between the UK and Austria these days. Yes. Well, now I'm going to Italy. Yay! Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, as for me, I think when this episode goes out, I'm going to be in Venice for that great event where we go every year for the Carnival of Venice, oh, taking, nice. taking photos of nice costumes, masked people and events and, and everything. So, um, I'm in Venice on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we're not going to our paths are not going not to cross because time, actually yeah. on Tuesday I'm going to be in Munich, Germany. Oh, right. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, yeah, we hope uh, about it. We hope okay. about Yeah, we, we just jump around a bit. Um, anyway, we have a kind of a... Um, this episode is a bit different from the others. Uh, if you've been following us for a while, we know that we've been uh, asking you to uh, leave us comments and suggestions, and qu especially questions. And under each episode on our website at closingthegap.live, there is a little button. It's very easy. You just click and record your voice and send us. It's like a voice message, only it's recorded on your computer. You don't have to use your phone. Well, it also works on mobile, but you just need to go to the website, push the button. And and send, uh, send us a question, a comment, uh, feedback, anything. We really love receiving them. Um, so today we wanted to um, give voice to one of our listeners. Uh, she's also a very good friend of mine, Pia Parolin, uh, who is Italian, but she actually lives in near Nice in France. And um, she left us a message uh, with a question. And we're just going to uh, let the, the recording play, and then we'll try to to give our uh, answer to Pia. Okay, so let's listen to, to what Pia has to say. Hello, Ugo and Fabrizia. Here is Pia, and I have just listened to your new podcast series, and I want to thank you very much for this idea. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to hearing more from you. And I really like this one sentence where you said, start before you are ready. I think that's a really good idea. I get a lot of inspiration from podcasts in general while driving around and doing other things in the house and so. Uh, so this is really nice to have another inspiring podcast coming up here. I have one question after listening to your podcast. I was just walking through the forest and so the inspiration came and I had this question. Uh, I'm not sure if it fits into your series right here at the beginning, but it's still there. So maybe one day you want to talk about this. And the question is how to get to the next level. So perhaps, obviously, we have to define what are the levels anyway. So which levels are there in photography? You start just clicking with a cell phone, then you buy a good camera then you start getting familiar with it. You do maybe some photography on your own. Then you start doing it with other persons. You go to photo walks, maybe uh, participate at a marathon at competitions. Um, and you start taking artistic pictures, learning more and more. Maybe you have your first exhibition. 
maybe you participate at competitions on the internet or in local places, maybe you win a prize, then you start uh, attending workshops, maybe uh, you find other ways of learning and getting inspiration, like from books, from the old masters, from the internet, <clears throat> YouTube videos, webinars, whatever there is. And then you have this um, maybe level of being quite well known in the local community with people who meet at uh, expositions and at uh, vernissage, at uh, openings on a regular basis. So in the end, you always meet the same people. And so this is more or less where I stand right now. I, I have been active here in the region of southern France and uh, I'm quite well acquainted with many photographers around here. I'm in the photo club. Uh, I expose regularly. I participate at some con competitions. Here and there I win. And so this is all very nice and I do it for fun. I, I earn my money. Otherwise, I'm a biologist, so I have uh, a job, a real job. But I still, uh, I, I'm looking for a new uh, challenge, for a new creative challenge. Um, I, I ask myself, what, what can come next? So maybe write a book with someone or try to get into a gallery to really get into a com more commercial thing. Or, I don't know, um, I don't have the level or the experience and also not the patience to start a blog or a podcast or to be a... Really active uh, person on Facebook, Instagram. I am active on my own way, but not uh, with thousands of followers. So, and I, I also get little satisfaction from this Facebook, Instagram level. And I really ask myself, all of this is nice, but what what can come next? And maybe you have some ideas, some inspiration, some really uh, practical ideas. Also, what you think? Someone of this level, and I think there are lots around me, everybody that I meet at these um, little expositions that we do around here, I think most of them have the same question in a way. What comes next? What, what can I do now that I achieved a certain level to get a new input, a new creative uh, challenge? So I would be interested in your thoughts about this. Thank you very much. Okay, that's uh, that, that's a lot of that's a lot of topics to a lot of material to chew and a very very interesting question or or set of questions. But basically, it's, it's what about what what next? What happens? And uh, let let me first say that I know Pia uh, Fabrizia. You don't know her, but you should know her. It's uh, she's just an amazing person and. Uh, it, it doesn't maybe doesn't transpire from her uh, from her words, but she's already achieved a lot. And she says she's not a photographer; she's a biologist. But she started doing organizing events at her house in France. Uh, we did a workshop together in Nice. Uh, she's been she's doing other workshops with other photographers. Uh, she has a nice website. She has uh, she started a blog and so on. So she's doing really a lot of work she's she's probably the last person to ask what next because uh, i think she's well on her way of doing an amazing work but um uh, the question is still remains right um, once somebody has 
become proficient with photography, at least technically, how to find other avenues of expression. Um, do you have an opinion about this? You want to say something, Fabrizio? Yeah, well, I think, you know, her answer, even if her question, even if it's not about her so much, I mean, it is about her, but she's already doing a lot. But a lot of people, you know, they, they do some workshops, they get their photography, you know, all right. And they're a bit happy about their photos. Finally, you know, they're closing the gap. <laughs> uh, and they think, uh, you know, what can I do next? You know, how do I get my work out there? And how do I get some people to have a see it, you know, and, and recognize it or at least be seen. So she talks about many different things, exhibitions and blogs and different things that she's obviously been doing uh, and that most people may not be doing yet. So there's always this thing why people know what they should be doing, really. It's not about making a list of all the places you can put your photographs and where you can do your exhibitions and, you know, how to do that. Everybody kind of knows that you can submit photos to magazines, you can submit photos to competitions, you can get out there, but they don't do it, right? <laughs> and they think, oh, there's no opportunity or something. I think that is, first of all, a matter of mindset. The fact that if you don't see yourself out there and you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to get out there. Nobody's going to drag you by the hair, especially you, not by the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Ugo doesn't have much hair. No. <laughs> and I just cut them. <laughs> I just got a haircut, so it's yeah. even fewer than normal. <laughs> Never going to drag you by the hair and pull you out in the middle of the street and say, This is a photographer. I look at her pictures. It's just not going to. You've got to go out and just say, You know, here's my work somewhere. And we have this tendency to be shy about it most of the times so or to have a fear of being seen, um, being judged. There's also what I call the imposter syndrome, which, well, it's not just me calling it that, but, you know, we feel that because we are, like she says, I'm a biologist, I'm not really a photographer. Yes, you are a photographer, even if you are working as a biologist. <laughs> you know, what actually brings in the money does not matter if you're taking photos and it's a passion and you're actually doing a body of work then you are actually a photographer when you take photos and do that work. Um, so it's about um, owning that, first of all, and, um, and then saying, okay, you know, yes, you will be judged the moment you raise your head above the crowd to say, look at me, somebody's going to say, oh, nice, and someone else is going to say, oh, that's horrible, who do you think you are? You know, so... We just need to learn to take it. But I remember the first time I published my first photography website, which is not that long ago, actually, that I did my own website, and um, five, six years ago. And actually, too, you know, I went to this new country and I decided I wanted to do photography there professionally. And I so published this as a photographer. And I remember hovering over that button, publish when it was time to publish it. And I remember that moment so well, because it was going like, oh my God, you know, I'm actually telling the world that I'm a photographer and they're gonna go like, no, you're not. You know? <laughs> we know you. 
And, um, and, and knowing full well that pressing that button didn't mean anything because if you don't tell people that you got a website, nobody's going to see it anyway. So it wasn't like I was sending an email to everybody just there and then. But even publishing that was, you know, taking on board the fact that I owned it and I, you know, I was going to be out there as a photographer. And it's scary, scary moment. Um, and so and every time you do something new, it's the same kind of scary thing because you go like, oh, who am I to do this? You know, why am I going to be judged for this? And there's a there's a lot of hidden fears that come up. Yeah, uh, this fear of rejection is always very present in everybody's mind, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, I believe. I, I don't think Pia has this problem. I mean, she's very... Uh, outgoing and she, she's done a lot as I said so but I think for for everyone else uh, uh, the question what next the answer might be just anything that you feel like doing just put it out there and it will resonate with some people uh, in the end you need to find the people it resonates with you need to find your tribe yeah uh, but I also think it, it only happens if you embark on projects or ideas or, or 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 things that are really aligned with you so to say oh you know this is really trendy now everybody's doing that or you know there's a market for this or you know it's nothing to do with me but i can see a market or a niche for that and just to go and do something like that because someone out there might want it never turns out to be good work because it's not really your thing. So I'd, I always say much better to do something that you don't know if one person will ever like it, but it's totally what you want to do because you're really interested in that thing. You know, I remember taking photos of this um, sheep shearing and other things, nothing to do with my portrait of business. You know? <laughs> These were just personal things of life where I live. And I absolutely loved that. I loved those photos, and I ended up, I ended up actually selling a series of portraits of goats. Believe it or not, I was commissioned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a long story, but it's one of my, it's one of my funniest jobs I've ever had to actually go and photograph some goats and actually make you know wall art of these goats as a Christmas present to somebody so um, who was passionate about his goats you know, so there we go so all of these things come and I thought and it was fun and it was great and I and it was just perfectly in line with what I like to do even if it was just the you know a, a bit of a play thing for me yeah I think this uh, reminds me of um, an interview you you shared it with me I wasn't aware of it but you you told me about it it was an, an interview with David Bowie a few years oh, yeah. ago yeah mm -hmm. where he gives this these answers he says never play to the gallery mm -hmm. I'm just going to to try to find it because I've copied it somewhere I'm just going to read the transcript the transcript he says David Bowie says never play to the gallery uh, never work for other people in what you do. Always remember that the reason that you initially started working was that there was something inside yourself that you felt that if you could manifest in some way, you would understand more about yourself and how you coexist with the rest of society. I think it's terribly dangerous for an artist to fulfill other people's expectations. They produce their worst work when they do that. 
So yes, kind of exactly what you what you were saying. Just, uh, yes, work for yourself, uh, which can be uh, doing through even if you're working for for a customer, for a client, you're doing commercial work. But you don't go into that because you think that it's what people want. But it's because yeah. what, what you want to do. Yeah, an important really thing is to, you know, put your own spin on it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you might as well not do it. Otherwise, you're not going to be working because you're going to be just like everybody else, trying to conform to some idea of what the market will want. And then you're just, you know, mediocre. Um, nobody does exceptional things by trying to conform to what someone else's expectation might be. So you just need to go all out and do something your own way. And then, uh, yeah, there's going to be someone out there who's going to resonate with that. Yeah, uh, I would like to add one more thing, and I'll keep quoting Bowie in a minute because that, that's the second part of his answer is also very important. And I don't want to stop to the first part because saying never play to the gallery, only do do work because you feel like you, you must be doing it. This is what you love. Uh, the risk there is that people would just, uh, I would not say, sit on their laurels and say, I I'm doing this because I like this and that's all I'm going to do. And I'm happy with what I do. No, uh, he says something more. He says, let me pick that up again. He says, always go a little further into the water than you feel capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. And when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. Yes. So push yourself to the limit, in a way, right? Yeah. One of the things I, I say, and it's a mantra in my courses, is that, and everybody has to read it, print it out, and, and kind of remember it every day. <laughs> it's like, if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You're not going anywhere. You know, you don't do good work and you don't do new things and you don't even explore yourself if you don't get out of your comfort zone because doing some things is uncomfortable like Pia was mentioning that she doesn't like to do blogs and podcasts or other things um which is fine some people are not social but i wonder you know one always has to ask themselves is it because i don't want to commit i don't want to be seen you know, and then there's a fear of putting myself in. Even me, I, I run courses, I do live sessions, I'm on Facebook all the time, I have groups that follow me, I have classes that follow me. So, you know, I talk to you, we're doing this podcast, and yet every time I need to publish something, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, and I know that part of me is still shy about it. Does and of course it's irrational, you know, of course mm -hmm. then I do it, but I don't do it as much as I should uh, because that's just something that you know I pull back on instinctively and I know a lot of people pull back on some things instinctively because um, I know I have uh, so many images that I would love to put out there and it's my it's not laziness I think it's a kind of self-protection <laughs> you don't know you know they kind of blocks me and then you know once I get them out and then I publish them and then I'm happy and da 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 but it just it takes that little bit of an extra effort and normally that's when people get stuck yeah i would be the, the first to say that i mean you don't really 
need social media or at least you don't need to have a million followers on social media on instagram no. or facebook whatever uh, you need to find your tribe but on the other hand i mean social media can be useful uh, you can create your little community around you gather your tribe find a way for your tribe to gather it could be a facebook yeah. group it's because Facebook is just, I mean, very easy to use. You can create a Facebook group in five minutes and invite your friends there and make it round the topic and make it closed and private so you don't have any spammers or silly people. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that works. And uh, Pia also mentions blogging. And I mean, I understand that blogging can feel intimidating. I mean, I've been blogging since... 2003 maybe <laughs> so it's been a long time i've written hundreds of blog posts uh it's i mean it, in the end it's nothing more than a journal right you you yeah. write your thoughts you write what uh, something that you think might be interesting it doesn't have to be a masterpiece it can be yeah. very little... and the more you do it the easier it gets yeah but my my point is basically that yes if you want to uh go the the next step I'll go further and find a modicum of success and recognition, uh, then you need to do something more than just take photos and show photos. Those activities, creating content, creating writing, especially, I find that writing is uh, extremely useful, not just to get yourself known out there, but also to clarify your thoughts. Writing for me is a way of putting my thoughts down on print, on something tangible and then reading them again and clarifying and maybe reading them again years later and saying I was really silly back then, I was really writing stupid stuff. <laughs> maybe I need to delete that, but I resist the urge to do it, so. No, never. Uh, but yeah, exactly. You know, people respond to stories. I think people have become, and there's something I was talking about yesterday, it's like we are so used to, you know, marketing and big big marketing and we get bombarded by things all the time and people that have you know millions of followers and hundred thousand followers and tons of likes and clicks and that's how we measure success but it really isn't that because there's a lot of you know people with tons and tons of followers but they don't sell anything they don't make anything out of it and it's not really successful it's just you know these likes can be bought these likes can be totally disconnected from the person. We have sacrificed memorability for visibility. Visibility is important, but I want to be memorable, not just visible. So I'd rather have, if, if a million people see me and forget about me tomorrow, that is worth zero. If a hundred people see me and five years from now, 80 of them remember me, that is great. <laughs> so I, that's what I want. I want everybody who sees me possibly to remember me or to see something about me that they will remember. And that only comes, yes, images are important, but stories are what really gets people to. So I found that last year I, I gained my most followers last year because I was traveling so much and I was telling stories of what I was doing, where I was going and just sharing. There was nothing, you know, crappy iPhone photos. It wasn't great art but it was about my life and that's what people connect with. And then of course I share my work and I talk about this and that and the other, but even without blogging, because I wasn't blogging, but I was just sharing on Instagram and Facebook and connecting with people. And uh, that's the year where I 
really grew my tribe, most of all, because I was sharing stories. And so putting our work into stories and telling the story of our work as we do it is possibly the most effective way of getting, you know, getting people to take notice and remember us and follow us and, and grow. Mm, talking specifically to Pia here, this just came to my mind because uh, she's a biologist, she's a plant biologist. And she travels to some amazing places. I know she's been to Borneo, she's been to the Amazon forest and so on. But she's very much into street and urban photography. So most of her photos are about that. But I have a feeling that she has a true passion for her job, for biology, for the forest, for the wilderness, for the animals that inhabit it. I would love to see a series of stories, articles, blog posts from her about those places. I would love to see a series of articles about the Amazon or the Borneo with photos of the jungle, the animals, the, the, the indigenous people who lived there. It would make for an amazing reading, for me at least. Yes. And that's that's yes, something yeah. that I would suggest that Pia do starting Okay, this is, the, this is the Pia challenge. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it that. The Pia challenge actually, not just for her, but for everybody is to take what you do that you think is disconnected from photography, boring, could be your cooking, could be your job, could be the, the way you go to work every day, could be something that's part of your life, but it is really part of your life and you don't think it's important. Take one or two of those things and document it, take photos and write about it, right? Invent stories about it, write what you feel about it, whether it's important or not, or you're making up a story about it, doesn't matter. Use your creativity to take and not take what you take for granted in your life and you don't think it's exciting, make it exciting, make it about a story. That's a peer challenge. I'm going to call it that and it's going to become viral, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> we will make it viral. Uh, <laughs> and just one little thing here. I would recommend everyone who wants to put out their writing and photos to create their own website. Um, it's uh, it's important, it's easy and it's cheap nowadays. It can always, it can even be free. Mm, I don't know if Blogger is still around, but I use WordPress. I have my sites running on WordPress. I have my own private hosting and ever I spend money on that. But yeah, I do but WordPress is difficult but, and but, Wix and Weebly and things oh, like yeah. templates like that, they're free for the basic websites and all you need is a domain name and and you can do it for free and it's very simple. It's a, it's a drag and drop thing, Lego block thing, I call it. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> yeah, but, but even WordPress, if you're just, what you just want is a blog, just select a theme, get a free hosting on wordpress.com and you're good to go at the moment you're there. Uh, and of course, you can also write on social media. There's a little thing there you always share cropping on somebody else's turf so you put something on a long post on facebook it's nice to read once in a while but it will be gone in a matter of minutes and forgotten and you will never be able to find it again and people will never be able to find it again and google will not find it so create your own home space that you really own 
Okay, that's yes. just my suggestion, whether you use WordPress or Wix or uh, Squarespace, that works well, or uh, blogger.com, I think it's still around and it's still free, so that, that works uh, nice and it's simple and easy to use. And the, the thing is just write what you create, something that you love, write about what you love, uh, illustrate it with the best photos that you can take, and just go from there. Yes, yes. That's the challenge. That's the peer challenge yep. to everyone. <laughs> Personal projects. I think we should do a complete new thing on it. But uh, that is the, the thing that really makes you go to the next next step, the next level, is by working on planning and working on personal projects, I think. So maybe we could do a podcast on that one next time. And Pia also mentions writing a book. I think it's a great idea. I've been writing a book for years, never published it. <laughs> so do write a book. Don't do it like me. <laughs> Set yourself sign kind of a deadline, a schedule, and whatever you created, just put it out there. Maybe just write in public, create chapters and publish them. See, this is the first chapter of my draft book. What do you yeah. think of it? I, it's funny because I actually did write a book. And it hasn't been published, yeah. but I was—I just got the first draft of the cover. We're working on, you know, getting it, getting it published, and even getting it printed, some copies anyway. So that's exciting, and I really think, you know, if I don't do this, I can't get on to the next one. We have all these things that we do and we keep in a drawer, and really they are blocks to the next thing. We need to throw out everything we've got to make space for new things to come and work on new things, you know, because otherwise we have this feeling like, how can I write another book if I still got that one in my drawer and I haven't even, you know, sent it out. So even if I give it away, which I probably will, it's, um, it's just the fact that I want to make space for the next book. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, another thing that is, uh, I think it can be useful when I say, I think it can, because, I mean, it's talking uh, at local events, maybe local camera clubs, uh, or local events and conferences and so on. I say local because uh, it's easier to get into something at a local level, right? And then from there, you can grow to uh, something more wide ranging, maybe international and so on. And I know people are, many people are, not everyone. Uh, afraid of speaking in public and so on but I mean that, that's something that there's no reason to to really be I mean I was shy I was afraid of speaking in public and so on I just uh, learned to overcome it there are techniques there are books about there there are videos that tell you how you can become a decent public speaker it's not that difficult and everybody has something to say don't think that you need to be a master that you need to be an established photographer with a 20 years career before you can go in front of somebody and talk about something you only need to yeah. know a little bit more than the people attending the talk know about absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah and that's and opportunities are created i always say uh, most of the best things i've done and the things i'm still doing i'm dreaming them up and making them up and then going out and asking people, asking the person, can I do this? How about this? I'll pick up the phone and call some other photographer that I want to do something. Even this podcast, you know, that's come by us talking and meeting because um, when I came to Milan, you 
you didn't come to my workshop, but we met for lunch and we got to know each other and we thought, yeah, maybe we can do something. And then we thought of something and we just put things together and we started a couple of interviews and then, you know, we carried on and now we're doing some things together. And I think it's great. It just came out of nothing, but opportunities are created. If you had not come to lunch with me, which was probably not very convenient for you either, because I only had like an hour or two well, not much time, and you had to come all the way there and back mm. from wherever you were, remember, which is yeah. not near. Yeah, so, I mean, you had to, you know, put some effort into that. But then things come out of it, you know, maybe great things, maybe little things. I'm not saying, but my greatest things have come from when I've really gone out and asked for impossible things, like you mentioned some things, a story that you should tell, Um yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, you know, asking for the impossible thing. And then every time I did, when the answer then was yes, I would go like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? You know, it's like because I wasn't ready. Start before you're ready. Ask for things that you're not ready for yet. And then when it come about, you'll be ready. And that is how you get to the next level. Push yourself up there. And don't ask for anybody's permission. No, you don't need anybody's <laughs> permission to do no. those things. So I think we I just would like to summarize before we wrap this episode up because we're almost at the like the half hour mark, which is kind of our standard episode length. Uh, so we said, do what you love and talk and write about what you love. As David Bowie said, never play to the gallery. Just don't go into something because you think it might be popular. Uh, which might, if you don't love it, you will. It will never. Your take on it will never be popular in the end, and you will hate it. Um, put yourself out there. Don't have a fear of rejection. Uh, I would just like to add a little more, a little more quote here, just because I was listening to this podcast a couple of days ago, and it's uh, the podcast is called uh, "21st Century Creative" by Mark McGuinness. We'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, what episode is this? I don't even know, but it's a recent episode and it's titled How to Find the Heart to Start. And there's a, there's a thing that Mark McGuinness says in, this, uh, at the, in the intro to this podcast. He tells the story of how he uh, submitted his work, his articles to a number of magazines and he kept being rejected or ignored. And in the end, he said, OK, I'm, I'm really depressed here, but I'm just going to do one more thing. I'm just going to go for the top name on my list of magazine editors, uh, the one that I think that I thought would be harder to reach. And I'll just call them just to see how it goes. So he called a number one magazine in his sector and he just was uh, sent through directly to the chief editor. And they said he remembered receiving his email and said, we are very much interested in what you are proposing us and how much money do you want for a series of articles? <laughs> he was just uh, taken aback by this said and said, I never expected it. But if I had never asked, I would have never received. So he says it wasn't luck. It was something that happened when I stopped caring whether anybody laughed at me or not. And I put my idea out anyway. So. Yeah, we need to learn how to ask. That's a base ask. You know, if we don't ask, we don't get. And we just have to keep asking for what we want. Go after it. And one more thing is, once you have something, don't wait until it's perfect. 
We mm-hmm. will do uh, an episode about perfectionism, but yes. just leave it there. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect before you put it out there. Um, and another concept that we touched uh, was you don't need to have a million followers to make a break at it, to be successful. There's an article by Kevin Kelly. It's called A Thousand True Fans, I think. We'll put, again, a link in the show notes to that. He says, to be successful and even to be commercially successful, you don't need a million people to follow you. You just need a thousand true fans. You need to find your tribe, those people that would buy anything you put out. I mean, it's not easy to find a thousand people where you well, it takes ask time. Some, it takes you know, time. But. People, people don't realize, and you know, especially in, in my courses, people say, oh, you know, about finding clients and, you know, being visible, this and all that. What are the techniques? I said, whatever you do, there's lots of things to do. We discussed a few now. Whatever you do, it's going to take time. People have to see you over and over and over and over and over again before they recognize you, before they recognize you as a brand, before they recognize you as an artist, and before they even consider buying something from you, whether it's a photo or a session or anything that you might have for, or a book, or anything you might have for them, um, or even interacting with you. You know, they, you know, we, we have, there's so much out there. How many p- things do you see every day? How many of those do you, you remember? How, how many people you actually follow? Very, very few. So it takes time to build a following. And you have to, you know, put yourself out there to do it. <laughs> there's no yeah, other way. <laughs> that's the only way, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you think I've forgotten something? You know, my little summary here. No, we'll pick it up next time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll we always go off on tangents. We every, every podcast and we think of like, well, we could do something on that and something on that and something on that. And it's like <laughs> those things that shoot off in all directions. We're creating a tree, really. Uh, I think the, we did a very practical, uh, might not sound like that, but I think we gave a lot of practical advice here. I hope uh, Pia will be happy with it. I hope everyone who is listening to this uh, found something useful in what we said I today. I hope Pia, Pia can leave a comment. And <laughs> and and we we have just officially launched the Pia Challenge. So yeah, I hope uh, everybody, well, everybody should leave a comment and see what Pia Challenge are you going to take up? I would like to know if you are thinking of, you know, what are you going to photograph? What project are you going to go on? How do you, what is your personal peer challenge? So I'd like I, to hear that. Even, yeah, even leaving us a voice comment that we will play during the show is a, is a way of getting out. And if you are, yeah. don't be afraid of rejection. We will not laugh at you. No Never. matter what you say. Thank you. Thank then. you. So we are, again, we are at, crea- um, at closing the gap dot live. Uh, there would be a button under this episode to send us your comments and questions and best wishes or anything you comes to your mind. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.